the volume. on amp often not one but two at the garden world's most famous arena double use welcome in to another live episode of money line monaco on the volume sports youtube channel we are live on amp wherever you get your pods volume sports youtube channel i am in the cranston lab cooking scorching again I don't even, I haven't, I haven't checked outside of what Stephen A has said, what the national media is doing. I would think, and again, I don't know anybody that was on the New York Knicks. I don't know a soul outside of my guys in the green room at MSG where I host a show. Again, I am on the New York Knicks to remind you, just so you know who you are listening to at 11,000 to one to win the East. I will be buying a property next to Colin in Manhattan Beach if the New York Knicks win the NBA championship. And again, I am not a science guy, but a Southern California kid who grew up with an Italian Catholic mother with Buddhist beliefs. I'm not not a science guy. Too many astrological dates in my millennial life to not not be a science guy. Why do I bring that up? Because this is the 50th year anniversary of the New York Knicks and the LA Lakers. And again, I sit here today and I was called crazy. We crafted a television segment around it. Maybe Alex is crazy that the Knicks are going to win the East at 42 to 1. And again, I got them at 11,000. That's a Willy Wonka certified golden ticket. But here we are as we stand, bringing it back to today, Monday, April 24th. The New York Knicks are the fourth team on the board to win the East with a Giannis hurt back, with a Joel Embiid hurt knee, with a Boston team that was outboarded in a game three loss by Atlanta by almost 20 who lives and dies by the three. A Knicks team that beat Boston three out of four in the regular season. Am I out of my gourd? Am I out of my mind? And again, off day for the Knicks, just reminding you and just pointing out that you too can join me on this New York unbelievable ride. I have been in the building Friday night, Sunday night. Very grateful. Pre-game court side access. I get to watch the shoot around. I get to watch the players, the coaches, the mingling, the environment. Being in the garden. First time in the garden, in the playoffs. It's different, man. It's different. I'm telling you, you want to call Seattle Seahawks fans the 12th man? Come to the garden and try and crack a hundred because I'm looking at the numbers that Cleveland put up. Oh my gosh. It's over, Jerry. I'm talking about 79 points on a Friday night, 79, the lowest point total of any team on any moment of any particular spot in the season. Nobody scored less than the Cleveland Cavs in a playoff game. In a playoff game. 
against this Knicks D. Number one defense, net rating-wise, in this playoffs. Cleveland comes to town. They get 79, and how you doing, L? They put up 93 on a Sunday just in time for a Broadway-Hamilton try to lift me up before we go back to Drew Carey land moment. Donovan Mitchell crumbled yesterday. Donovan Mitchell had 39 in game one. Excuse me, 38. 38! 38 in game one. Okay? He has gone off a cliff in this game. In this series. Furthermore, you see it. And I, and, I, and I won't go on and on and on. But two things I want to point out. And I said this a week ago. You're lucky to have one Josh Hart, Mitch Robb on your team. In the playoffs, one. Memphis is trying as hard as they can to make Dylan Brooks this guy. Dylan Brooks was miscast. You're not the Joker. You're not the Dark Knight. You never were. You're already backtracking, not talking to the media. If you want to be the villain, you better go Daniel Day-Lewis all in in character or you are going to get got. So, for example, Memphis has zero of what the Knicks have. You go down the list. P.J. Tucker is that for Philly. I'll give him that credit. In Boston's locker room, I would give... Marcus Smart, that DOG, and I really do believe Jalen Brown is a certified dog and will not be on the Boston Celtics next contract. Neither here nor there, the Knicks have, and I will repeat myself, Mitchell Robinson, Hartenstein on the block. Hartenstein, by the way, replaced in the almost entire fourth quarter, Julius Randle on Sunday. This is where you have to meet me halfway. Julius Randle was off yesterday seven points two rebounds for a guy that averaged a double double on the season no one was in his rare air averaging over two and a half threes a game with 25 and 10 he was an all-star he fell off a cliff yesterday and tommy tibbs the brilliant mastermind he is found a way to make it work with less than so i'm just saying this because it's not too late you're not going to want to buy Bitcoin when it's at 60,000. Right now, I bought it at five plus 11,000, New York Knicks. You can buy it at 25, 12 to one. Don't buy it. Don't buy it when it's at 50,000 because the Knicks are very capable of not going all the way in the East. But I sit here after two games in the garden. I've been to the Rangers Devils as well. I'm on the pregame for the Devils. Three games in the garden, three days in a row. I'll be there again tonight. You have to be next level special to come into that arena and win. And this fan base, and again, I'm from San Diego, but I do have three generations of New York in my family. This arena is almost bulletproof. And if the Knicks can pick off a road win, a series, they're going to get to the NBA finals. I don't know a team that's coming in here and winning. So Knicks to win the East, to kick off the show at 12 to one off a two and oh, and I called my shot before our podcast dropped Friday. I recorded Thursday. I said, I'll see you on the other side. Knicks plus 166 to win the series. When it happens, baby. Oh, and it happened. And they are humming. Josh Hart playing out of his mind. 19 and 7. 19 and 7. But again, four dogs on D. If Quentin Grimes can get back to healthy, it is going to be scary hours. For a Cleveland team that is in disarray, J.B. Bickerstaff, if there was such a thing as a 2K coaches rating, has gone down. 
has gone down in this series. I, I mean, rather unwatchable. From a you're putting you're putting Osman on Brunson. I'm done. I'm done. So are you, Cleveland? Hey, Drew Carey, do yourself a solid. Tell your town to don't even come back to New York. Save the mileage. Start focusing on Guardians baseball. It's over, Jerry. We're cashing our plus one sixty six. Let's switch to tonight. So. I got a little cold feet to say the least. Little Seinfeld, do you take this man wedding wedding bit? If I say no, everyone sidles over. The ceremony continues. I don't know what to do here with this plus seven, minus seven in Milwaukee Bucks, Miami Heatland. I have a couple of props I absolutely love. But I will say this. I watched with my own two eyes, and it was scary without Giannis. Over the weekend against the Heat. And I tried to say this, and I, I haven't been consistent with my Bucks Heat reading. It's the only series I am, quite frankly, a little bit not have a pulse on. In large part because of Giannis. I, I mean, Giannis goes down, Hero goes down, then Oladipo goes down. This is a compromised series without question. But you look at what this team is, and... Without Giannis, now Giannis props are up. It's a minus seven line as we speak on draft on wherever you pending where you shop. It, it's it's consistent across the board. You got a few books, but furthermore, I watched this game three, and again, Miami statistically speaking, not a great home cover and not a particularly consistent team at home. Believe it or not, not a great home court there down in South Beach in the three hundred five. They were impressive, and they were impressive in ways that Spolstra hits you with, you know, little tank to the liver on Garcia. How you doing? Didn't really prepare for it because we were expecting a Jimmy Butler face shot, but we were not expecting a liver shot from Duncan Robinson, 20 points, five threes. I, I mean, that is incredible to put in Duncan Robinson. He's not going to do that every game, but for him to give you 20, Lowry to give you 15, on a night where where Depot goes down, where they know they don't have Tyler Hero, on a last-second line movement of a minus four to a pick em, I got hosed on this game. Giannis was on the prop board. Giannis was in. All of a sudden, he is wearing Anthony Davis clothes on the sideline, and I was hosed. And this is where, from a betting perspective, you have to know through three games, without Giannis, they don't got it. They can peel off one they just don't have another gear. Say it out loud. Malcolm in the Middleton has borderline regressed this season. You compare M Chris Middleton to the championship Chris Middleton. I, I, I almost lean Holiday as your better player on the, on the floor. And Holiday is having to be asked to do everything. And Holiday, who gives you 19 in that 22-point L, only oh, had three assists. He's had over 10 assists in three, three of his previous four. So now you're asking your point guard, two-way player, to pick it up offensively, do things he's not normally doing, sun up to sun down in an 82-game season, and then comes the role players. And the role players for the Bucs at home are different than they are on the road. Brooke Lopez was unwatchable. Six points. Don't even want to bring up the field goal percentage. But you still got 25 from Grayson and Connaughton. You still... Got 23 and 19 for Middleton and Holiday, and you lost by 22? I mean, Jay Crowder, I can't even see the rim. Get this guy some Kurt Rambis goggles.
They are done if Giannis is out. I, I truly believe that. They could pick off a game. And I want to leave you with this on this particular game. We're seeing something from a betting perspective in this playoffs that's historically been fascinating. You got 30 games so far. 28 of the 30 winners of the game have covered the spread. What does that mean? It means whatever side you believe, if you like the favorite tonight, Bucks minus seven, plug your schnoz and feel great about it. If you like the dog, according to the 28 and two ATS winner outright covers, take the dog on the money line. Very March Madness thinking, but I jokingly said this, but did believe it. This NBA playoff tournament embodies, and you saw it with the beginning of the playing tournament. And what happened then? It embodies a March Madness feel. And I'm already correct in that thinking. I have nailed it to a T. Now, we do not have a Colin Coward following. Bummer. Because I am probably one of five people in the entire world that is sitting on a Lakers-Knicks ticket from Valentine's Day. I, I mean, honestly, both teams are fourth in the respective conferences to win it all. But bringing it back to the Bucks and the Heat. The play tonight is not taking a side. The play tonight is not betting with your heart. You want to say the Bucs are going to roll them. In my gambling gut, that is what I believe. The Bucs are going to roll them. What may happen tonight? Giannis gets scratched. That plus seven moves down to plus two and a half. I mean, again, it was a four-point swing, four-and-a-half-point swing on a on a dime. On a Scott Hansen Red Zone Sunday update. Bing, bing, bing. Two seconds. And I got sauced. And it could you could call it whatever you want from a betting terminology standpoint. If you see Miami go from plus four to the favorite in, in, a, in a refresh, it's going to F with your head. And it F with mine. So I'm trying. And, and it was our only loss over the weekend. I had Suns, Bucks, Moneyline, Lay. What did I say? I said they're fine without Giannis. I am wrong. Where Alex was chronologically freezing. I was wrong. And I I said it and flip-flopped multiple times after game one. This is the only series I have jumped at the box score results, knowing that the pendulum may, may very well swing. But two things to point out. Brooke Lopez had an unwatchable game. Three of nine was six points. I don't see him doing that again. Brooke Lopez, prior to an abysmal outing, was 20-plus in five of his last six. He sits at over 14.5 points. That will go up a basket minimum if Giannis is scratched. But Brooke Lopez will feast tonight if the Bucs win. He has to. He is the secret ingredient on the block and really a stretch five that you can put on the perimeter and count on him to knock down two threes in a timely manner. I love Brooke Lopez over, over 14 and a half. Just to give you another extra little nugget there. The last time, the, the last two times, he has gone single digits and mediocre outings again. Previously, he had eight. He came back and gave you 21 on nine of 13. This is a pro, a pro's pro, a veteran dude, a champ with championship pedigree. I still can't believe the Lakers 
fumbled him once upon a time. He's an excellent fit in this offense, and they're going to need him to make some shots. The other thought that I love, and you could go, and this is the beautiful thing, depending where you shop, you could go a fixed number here. You could take Lopez 10-plus points tonight at a lot of juice, yes, but you can couple it. And Drew Holiday is right back down to 7.5 assists. Remind yourself, he had double digits three of his last four games on assists. He's sitting at 7.5. We have to take it. And I took it last week. And he rushed the number, hit over 10. We have to. Law of averages wise, this team was horrible from a shot-making perspective in game three. That it directly affects your point guard's assist output. Furthermore, he doesn't want to have to put up 30 tonight. He wants to put up 20 and 10, 16 and 16 like he did the other night. I love Drew Holiday. And you can go six plus assists. At minus 550, if you really want, I love him over seven and a half. I, I really do. And you could take a humble Brooke Lopez and go with 10 plus points, put it in with the bucks on the money line, and, and you're working your way towards just about an even ticket. So that's my spiel on the Bucks Heat series. The last thing I'll say on the series price of that, because it's, we're starting to get down to little to no value on any of these series as they're they're slowly ending. Yeah, Memphis, I said that. The Bucks are minus 255 to win this series. So if you believe Giannis is good, then that is an insane number to grab considering they were minus 1,200 to win this series. Minus 1,200 Versus plus 700 on the Heat side. The Heat are plus 210 up 2-1 and minus 255. Now, any other series, any other time, you got to take the Heat. There's four games left. Two are in Miami. Two are in Milwaukee. The superstar is compromised. You would blindly, blindly take the Heat. You can't do it. You can't do it with the best player in the world looming. It's a very precarious betting place to be. I still think the Bucks can do it where my bottom left in your mirror, objects and mirror on your car, not as they appear, are bothersome to me. I'm on the Knicks to win the East. I selfishly want the Heat to beat the Bucks because the Knicks will beat the Heat in the second round and get Boston in the ECF. That is correct. So, Milwaukee, if I wasn't emotionally invested to buy a piece of property if the Knicks get to the to the finals, I would tell you take the Bucks minus 255, pick your other favorite team to wrap up. Knicks are minus 560. We're on them plus 166. No quorums there. You could take that to lower it down. It would probably lower it to about minus 150. You could take the Lakers and minus 370 before game four as we talked that out before we wrap up the show. That drops you down to minus 130. You could go Golden State, minus 186 if you believe in them. Now you're getting plus money. So you have three options if you want to take the Bucks at minus 255 if you're of the camp that they're going to win tonight. I might punch in Miami plus seven and figure out how to hedge out before tip because if Giannis gets scratched again, the line's going down to two, two and a half. We're going to wrap with the Lakers. And... <laughs> I am so impressed with LeBron James' head games. Now, I, me and my family, diehard, born and raised, Moss from L.A., Laker fan, San Diego kid, Jelly Bean Joe Bryant, 
huge fan, but I'm a 90s kid. Too early to be a San Diego Clipper. I'm an LA Laker fan. I am by way of a New York Knicks. So nobody likes this kind of an NBA fan. But hey, I've lived it all of my years. Furthermore, that video that went viral of LeBron James talking to Dylan Brooks before he yammed the Duncan pregame. I wrote it down word for word. It's gone viral. And if this is the correct verbiage, if I got sauced on Twitter, then you're just going to enjoy some top shelf smack talk. If it's true, LeBron James is a legend for this choice of words. He walks up to Dylan Brooks. Courtside. Lakers are in their line. Layup line. LeBron to Dylan. I'm just going to read it all verbatim. Just to let you know, you cause too many problems. Your crazy ass is doing nothing but fooling around. You know nothing. You ain't ready for him. Make some shots. A Bill Belichick. Do your job. Then he goes on to dunk the rock. To only proceed to see Dylan Brooks go an abysmal. Mighty mites lower your 2K. Seven points on three of 13 shooting. I nailed this series to a T. I told you it's grown man strength versus formidable gentlemen in their 20s working their way in the gym on the bench. You have the king, you have AD, and you have a Lakers defense that is certifiable, certifiably menacing. I don't want to say this series is over, but my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, John Morant goes ballistic, throws 45 on the board, and they still get routed. And we know this, one of the worst First quarters, shooting-wise, in the history of the NBA playoffs. We don't want to overreact to that. Because the game was actually back and forth after the routing in the first quarter. Problem is, this puppy was already over. But you look at both of these teams. Oddly enough, the Lakers are healthier. The Lakers are sitting on 2-1 in the same spot the Heat are. Two at home, two on the road. They've already done what they needed to do. You're seeing what you're seeing. The Grizzlies throw an all-out Xavier Tillman play, what, 22-13 and 13, game two, something of that ilk. Everyone went absurd in game two. They had to struggle to break 100 against this Lakers D. And I'll say this to you. The Grizzlies' depth is a serious issue. It's not their fault. Brandon Clark is hurt. Steven Adams is out. They ain't coming back. Aquaman ain't coming to save you, Vincent Chase. It's over on the block. Now, this is where coaching and Ham is starting to step up. AD was superb. Superb in game three. He, 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 was, he was borderline swallowed up in game two. This is what you got to do from a prop perspective at your very best. Watch for role players that are due. And stars off a bad game, particularly going from road to home. AD, and I told you, best bet over 24 and a half points for, for Anthony Davis. Flew past the number. Cash it. Wasn't a hard bet to make. So this is a Grizzlies team that lost in a routing when the Lakers over the weekend went only 7-28 from three. 
in a 2023 NBA playoffs on 25%. The Grizzlies had almost double the threes. They shot 90% from the free throw line. They did some good things. But AD gives you 31 and 17. You got guys like Kennard and Tyus Jones that are just not stepping up to the plate. Then you have Dylan Brooks getting bullied on the playground. I mean, come on. They got they got gifts and memes of Craig, of Craig being played as unfortunately Dylan Brooks shout out Friday and LeBron is Debo. I mean, mentally, what are you doing? Come at the king, you're going to get game of throned. So I love the Lakers again tonight. I think comfortably the under is more than likely the play because to me, I don't see this Grizzlies offense showing us anything new tonight. I, I, I just don't see it. Now, I also love LeBron on a double-double. I It's minus 110, so there's no value. But you look at his rebounds in this series, 11, 12, and 9. Obviously, averaging that number. You could go points plus rebounds tonight because, again, he's giving us 21, 28, and 25. He still, he still is due for a 30-piece. Could be very well tonight. I know he wants to rest the bot. The man that puts a million dollars into his bot a year wants to Larry David Lamp before the second round. We have a long way to go. NBA playoffs are a marathon. You think March Madness is long and drawn out. It really isn't. You get two rounds done in four days. It's NBA playoffs. I can grow three castaway beards. I, I could put on a pot belly. I could actually read a book for the first time since Roald Dahl's BFG. I don't know. I gotta do a lot from the beginning of the NBA playoffs to the end of the finals. But neither here nor there, LeBron came in to the playoffs, putting up 30-plus in three of his last four. He had 37, 33, and 36 of three of his previous four going in the playoffs. He's got a ton of momentum. The Lakers are playing lights out. But tonight's keys of the game are just doubling down on what the Lakers did well. Locking down defense, great help D, phenomenal rotation, crashing the boards, winning the paint. Jaron Jackson's done an excellent job for, for the that card he was dealt in this series. He really has. I think this Lakers team, though, has significantly better depth. You're seeing it with the Hachimura output. I don't hate Hachimura. I'm not, not an official play, but over 15-plus points tonight. He's at 29, 20, and 16. It's a lot of value for Laker role, role players in this series. And this is the value in having two top 10 players in the league when healthy. LeBron and AD, you can't double any. And I said this six weeks ago, this team is better than the bubble championship team. And now, and now maybe people are starting to believe me. So I'm out of here on the Lakers minus four and a half tonight. Same number over the weekend. We'll hammer it. I will take LeBron double-double. I think AD again. AD over rebounds tonight. 13 and a half has to be considered. The only time he's going to get shut out on rebounds, game two, 13 and eight. Furthermore, listen to his last several games, 21, 13, 15, 12, and 17. Minus that game two, he should hit his quota of 14 rebounds. I am betting a lot on AD and LeBron tonight from a rebound perspective, but 
I'm looking at the lines. I'm watching the game. They're the two rebounders every possession. It's a weird NBA where, you know, you grow up in a league where everyone sort of crashes the boards. Now you're lucky if you get four guys down there on a perimeter shot. So I do like Brooke Lopez tonight a ton over 14 and a half points. I think it's sharp. I think it cashes. And he's somebody like Julius Randle first quarter that can get going early. I think if you want, if Giannis is a go by tonight, firing on the Bucks to win the series at that fixed number and parlaying it with another series you like, I don't hate. And I think the Bucks double results probably the safest bet tonight. Again, 28 covers out of 30 chances for the side that wins. Seven's a big number, but Jimmy Butler did get hurt at the end of that game. I feel comfortable with the Bucs. It is must win, winning the half, winning the game. And we'll see how we shake it out, baby. But if Giannis is a go, I think Bucks money line with the Lakers money line could be appetizing. And really consider... Lakers Grizzlies under it's been cozy taking the scuba Steve under on that one appreciate you thank you for listening to me on amp we're back on Wednesday back on amp tomorrow live I will if you want to follow me be on the devil's pregame making some picks and in MSG tonight talking Rangers devils making picks making plays and of course all over Moneyline Monaco pages doing our thing don't forget to hug your mothers we'll see you next time on the pod volume.